The spirit of performance is what defines Acura. And now, it's electric. Introducing the ZDX, Acura's most powerful SUV yet. Crafted using the same formula that brought them electrified supercars and multiple IMSA championships, the ZDX has track-tested performance that packs an energy all its own. Unlock the energy and order yours at Acura.com. Welcome to the Saints Happy Hour Podcast with host Ralph Malbro and featuring bloggers Andrew Juge of SaintsNation.com, Kevin Held of The Team Drops the Ball, and Dave Cariello of Canal Street Chronicles. This podcast is nothing but serious football talk and hardcore analysis. Which four of you would survive the longest in the zombie apocalypse, and in which order would you die? Well, Ralph, no offense, you're going first. Oh, definitely. <laughs> no, no, no. The zombies would smell Dave's sugar blood and target him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even have a joke, Dave. Dave, Dave smells like nougat. Now here's your host, Ralph Malbrose. Welcome to the Saints Happy Hour Podcast. As always, we are sponsored by the Pelican House, 2572 City Place Court, Baton Rouge, Louisiana. You needed all the alcohol yesterday if you went there to watch the Saints game. They have a 50-foot TV. They have 136 strap beers. They'll be there New Year's Eve. This, the LSU is playing Louisville against Lamar Jackson, who probably won the Heisman Trophy. That'll be fun, a 10 a.m. kickoff. They're, they're open early. They, they have what you You really need. think he's winning the Heisman? Who else is winning it, Andrew? Uh, I mean, I Isn't that that dude from Clemson? I oh. think that dude from Clemson's pretty good. Yeah. yeah, Watson. Yeah, that's true. I mean, I, we'll see. But, I mean, either way, it's a fun. it'll be a fun matchup. I don't think Lamar Jackson can win after laying an egg against Kentucky. That is true. And, and it's always fun to beat Bobby Petrino. Uh, so, yes, so, yes, so it, it is. It's, it's going to be a fun – I mean, you know, it was a disappointing year for LSU, but it's a fun, it'll be a fun bowl game. So the Pelican House, they have everything you need. Uh, we still got four more Saints games to go. Um, so – uh, head out there, 2572 City Place Court, Baton Rouge, Louisiana. You should support them because they support us. Um, this game was a... Sucked. Compl- it sucked so bad. Uh, it could. The, I, I don't know, Kevin, what surprised me more, that the Saints got their ass totally kicked or Coach Cutout coached circles around... Sean Payton. Uh, that that's the more surprising thing. <laughs> I mean, he did. That's the more surprising thing. Yeah. I mean, yeah. What, what would be more surprising than that? Uh, I would say if Jeff Fisher coached circles around uh, Sean Payton, that would which might is, be the which, is, which has happened numerous times, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, unfortunately. Um, oh so my God. you're saying this is a trend? I'm saying this is a trend. Um. Andrew. Yeah, but didn't uh, PJ or whatever, uh, Pete Carmichael, can't PJ, didn't uh, Pete Carmichael call the plays this time, and that's why Sean Payton's taking uh, taking control of the offense again? No, well. Allegedly. No, Carmichael, this was the second straight week that Carmichael didn't call plays. Yeah, it could have. So Sean Sean calling the plays has had uh, amazing results one week and disastrous results the second week. (laughs) (laughs) Oh. Um, Andrew, well, the good news was when you get your ass handed to you, special teams can't lose you the game. 
Yeah, it didn't really factor in. <laughs> um, although they did have a blocked kick. I don't know if you guys noticed that. <laughs> oh, um, it was it was blocked. It, it was it, tipped. Yeah, it sounded like a like a like a like a four wedge that it, four four iron that he hit to the ground like it took a chunk out the ground first. <laughs> um, Andrew, what was what 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 was more responsible for the Saints' undoing? The um, the defensive secondary sucking and just getting roasted by Stafford, or the offensive line surprisingly getting their ass handed to them. I mean, as bad as the defense was I think they kind of played good enough to allow the Saints to keep hanging around until the end really until that 66 yard breakdown on pass defense then then you felt like it was over but you know they were playing pretty good red zone defense they were keeping them they were keeping the scores to field goals and so I, I would say offensively you know when you score 13 points I mean the Saints just they're not good enough a- anywhere, you know, not on special teams, not on defense to survive scoring 13 points. So, you know, they, when, when you're paying a quarterback $100 million and, you know, you invest Three, that kind of when, cap if, in if, him, he, they've got to, he's got to put up more points than that or you lose. Every Dave, time. I feel like your boyfriend, Mark. Are you broke. blaming this game on Brees? No, no, I'm not. I mean, I'm blaming it on the offense and Brees is, is an extension of that. And I definitely don't think Breeze had a good game, um, but I mean, yeah, I think Breeze had his hand in the loss. Absolutely, I, I mean, don't if, think it's like if, squarely on his shoulders. If you woke up Sunday morning and you said Breeze is going to have three interceptions, <laughs> we'd all said the Saints are fucked. If I'd have said yep. the Saints had scored 13, yeah, 13 points, you say the Saints. Were fucked. <clears throat> but Dave, the interesting thing I thought was, I felt like Detroit. The way they played, they were they were thinking, well, we're going to cover with a bunch of guys and we're going to not necessarily dare the Saints to run, but we're going to see if they can against our former – and I think your boyfriend, Mark Ingram, being hurt was a very underrated uh, problem in the game for the Saints. Mm. Interesting hypothesis. You don't agree with that? No, I, I, I don't know. I think uh, three interceptions is <laughs> was a huge factor in that. You know, and, and, it, and like Andrew said, the defense was playing well enough to keep give the offense a chance. And every time that uh, every time the offense seemed to have a chance, it seemed like Drew Brees was, uh, was throwing an interception and, and <laughs> ending that opportunity. So yeah, but guys, 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 I think we're really missing the important point here. Brandon Cooks did have seven catches. Oh my God, <laughs> Brandon! Cooks. I didn't even notice. I didn't even notice he had that many. I like. I, I didn't think it was that many. I liked my Sunday mornings having a splash report because last week, last year was every week. Sean Payton's going somewhere different. He's going to San Francisco. He's going to Michigan. He's going everywhere. Uh, so I enjoyed having the splash report back in my life. Um, Kevin, okay, that that article. Wait, wait. That article was ridiculous. That that was not a report. There was no. There was no. He wasn't. He wasn't citing. He wasn't citing any source. It was a pure speculative article, and everybody blew it out of proportion. And he made didn't. It he seem didn't like, say per sources. He didn't. No. No. Was no quotes no. in it whatsoever. It was. It was a purely. It was a purely speculative article that everybody just blew up and said, "Oh, this means Brandon. That, oh, Brandon Cooks is trying to." Uh, is is being shopped around or whatever? It had no. Uh, it had no. no. It had no. It had no quotes. 
it had no it, and it, they, they, like they said it had no sources like sources from the Saints say they're thinking about it or sources from Brandon Cook say they're he's unhappy. It was just sort of a, I mean, it had to come from. It was some. just it was it was it was it was just it was just like a, you know I could definitely see the Saints trying to shop around Brandon Cooks when this offseason comes up. That was basically what he said. My, my my favorite is when he says per sources familiar with the Saints' way of thinking. That that's there wasn't my favorite even, because that could be that, me. That, that, that could be I me. Know, that, that could seriously be like some <laughs> dude that like talked to Mickey Loomis at the coffee shop one time like seven years ago. I mean, I'm well, they, they didn't even they didn't even say that in this article. I'm familiar with the way the Saints think. Me and Kevin, he could source us. Or the Saints are probably going to trade up in the 2017 draft. Yeah, exactly. Here with the exactly. <laughs> I mean, good. yeah. Here's a source familiar with how the Saints think. They're going to fucking trade up again. <laughs> The source was angry and adamant, and it's Kevin in his yes. bo- is it Kevin in his boxers while he watches WWE reruns on his iPad. Now, hold actually, on, I'm watching. You can't, you can't, actually, you can't I've got it paused. I'm watching Japanese wrestling. <laughs> Hashtag sources. Um, Andrew, the offensive line. We were worried about it in August. It was really bad yesterday. Is it? Yeah, they were dominated. This is. This is not being a glass half full guy, but I will say I think it's the one good thing to come out of yesterday is the Saints cannot fool themselves and say, you know what, we can go into 2017 and it'll be okay. We'll bring back Jari, we'll have Calamete, Armstead will get healthy, and Zach Streif will have another year just as good and it'll be okay. Like yesterday proves to them when they play a good solid playoff team, it's not okay. So – at least I feel like they can't go into 2017. They're going to have to do something at the offensive line. But the question yeah. is, what do you what do you think they're what what do you think they're going to do? Well, first of all, I, I, I got to give credit to the Lions. I mean, I feel like as you know, we've been dogging the Saints, and you know, I, I have to say, people on Twitter will a, not that's, have that's it. A, that that's a seven and four team that came into New Orleans, and you know, Matt Stafford absolutely lit up the defense. Um, I mean, he was incredible. I mean, there was a stretch there where he was like 19 of 20. I mean, he, he was just incredible. And then um, I, I thought the most, maybe the most underrated part of the game was just their front four, their ability to get pressure, uh, their ability to just create traffic and problems. And, you know, we, we always talk about how edge pressure is, is not a problem for Breeze compared to pocket pressure. And I just thought Haloti Nagata was just uh, a huge problem all game for the Saints. I know he's older now, but um, he was awesome in that game, super disruptive. And I thought, you know, the rookie, Sean Robinson out of Alabama, looked good. And Tyron he's old Walker too. He's had, like, if you've ever seen that dude, he's like fifty. Yeah, he looks like he's fifty. Um, but uh, he was Tyron the guy that Walker, everybody was mocking to, to the Saints this year. Yeah, yeah. So. Um, I thought their interior and, and, you know, that's really, you know, I thought, you know, obviously Kelamete had a couple holds. Um, Jerry Evans had a hold. Um, you Max Unger had the terrible snap. Um, I, I just thought it was really, it was the interior line, uh, that, you know, obviously Pete gave up the sack, but yeah, I, I really think top to bottom, the offensive line to me, this was their worst game. And I think part of it was the way the Lions played the saints. I, I think they were happy to rush for and, you know, their defensive line is good and it did a good job of getting pressure. And so they were content to kind of drop seven guys and, and uh, cover guys and slay, you know, did a fantastic job on Michael Thomas 
um, you know, of really taking him out of the game for the most part. So, um, you know, they really had six other guys to cover the rest of the receivers. So um, that made it tough on Breeze. This was really a game, you know, going back to the Mark Ingram comment, to me this was a game where you you look back at his 22-yard carry, this was a game where Ingram really could have run and and had a big game rushing. And I, I think this was a game where, the Saints really could have that. That's that's where they could have made a dent in this defense, and unfortunately, you know they get stopped on two third and ones. You know the first one's a bad snap by Unger. The second one, Ingram leaves injured, and so they have to roll with Hightower, who can't get who can't get a yard, and so then they're already down two scores, and now you're feeling this pressure like we can't really commit to the run because if we don't start throwing. Like, if we go three and out again, the game's over. Stafford scores one more time, and it's going to be impossible to come back. And so the Saints started throwing every play, and Ingram wasn't healthy, so they couldn't really run him anyway. Um, And I I just think that totally backfired because I really feel like if Ingram had been healthy and able to run the football, you know, this was a game where if it was close, they would have committed to him, and it would have been a different story. Yeah. Kevin, I feel like B.W. Browner doesn't get enough fan vitriol. B-dubs? B-dubs. <laughs> I feel like he doesn't get enough fan vitriol. He's pretty awful, as Dave would say. I believe Dave would say pretty, pretty, pretty bad. Um, pretty bad. Um, that is pretty bad. Pretty bad. But, but, I mean, do you feel like when you think of the defense, like – who do who do you who does your wrath go to when you watch the Saints defense? I kind of just look at it as like a collective, <laughs> like the Borg. Yes, yeah, like like a collective of of mediocrity. Man, they... I mean, I I don't know. I, I, you know what it is? I think it's because the offense hasn't clicked enough this year. That it's felt like the defense has done just enough at times to where if the offense was more competent or or actually as the season, the overall season theme, if the special teams was even remotely uh, competent, that, that that this team would have gotten wins. Yeah, that was coaching malpractice for for Detroit not to pooch kick like they were kicking in the end zone a lot. And I was like, cool, that's awesome. Just kneel. I mean, seriously, if you watch the Saints, like, wouldn't you, wouldn't you pooch kick inside the ten every time? Like, why wouldn't you? Absolutely. I mean, holy this 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 special teams. I don't even. I don't. You know. I don't even want to. I don't even want to talk about the special teams. They're just so. They're just so bad, and they're going to doom the Saints eventually. Um, Dave. The, I, I guess with this, with this, with this game, with the Saints, clearly it was their worst performance of of the year. But did this sort of, did this sort of, in your mind, kill off every hope and dream and delusion that we had about a winning season and playoffs and all that? Is that is that done with? Playoffs. I mean. Just just mathematically and as far as the standings are concerned, yes, it certainly does. Um, I, I mean, 
they have to win the next four games, and I just I, I think they haven't won. They haven't won three t- games since th- they haven't won three games in a row since 2013. In case yeah, one. yeah. I, I mean, I, I think this is um, this is a team that uh, you know, just, they, they can't just play. Just when you're ready to write them off. Just no, 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 no. Oh, they'll, they'll, one, they'll go like they'll go two and two in these last four. One, yeah, one, and that's fair. One fun stat. One other fun stat. Name the only team since 2013. To not spend one week above 500 in the NFL. The Saints. <laughs> the Saints. The Cleveland Browns have been above 500 since then. I mean, you know, it's it's probably because they started the season one and zero at some. Point. No, they were above 500 for a good bit in 2020, uh, 2014. They co- they crashed and burned, but they were like six and three or something, seven and four. Oh yeah, you know what? You're right. I remember that. Um. So, before we get to Twitter questions and all that stuff, um, is, is, because we, we, we don't, I follow the Andrew model of I don't openly root against the Saints to lose, I don't openly root for them to lose until they're officially, officially eliminated. But, Kevin, are we to the point in 2016 where really the only true enjoyment we're going to get out of it is uh, schadenfreude for the Falcons? Oh, yeah, I definitely think, yeah, schadenfreude is, is the best, uh, is really the only medicine that we have left. <laughs> I mean, it's ba- like schadenfreude is basically our Lorenzo's oil. <laughs> I mean, if you want, if, if the Saints, we, the only win we really give a damn about now is the, is the, is the Falcons game to end the year, right? That's it. Right, I mean, no, no, yeah. all the games matter. I mean, I, I, look, I'm under no illusion here. What are you, a baseball <laughs> fan? I'm under no illusion here. The season's over. I mean, we should all understand, embrace, and realize that. But, like, you can't tell me that we should not care about the result going into Tampa. Like, the, the goal here, no matter how realis- unrealistic, is that they run the table. And I, I think if they run the table, they're probably going to win the division, and they might make a wild card because the Redskins lost. So there's still something to play for. Well, here's yet, my... Again, like, I don't think it's going to happen, but like, you can't tell You're me going in. You guys don't think they can win. Like, if you look at every matchup in isolation, no. they can win yeah. those games. Well, here's the, here's of the thing. Course. Here's of the course. thing: we don't think they're they haven't won. It's not happening. They haven't won. They three, I didn't, I didn't say it was they, happening, but I'd here, like look, here, here's a more here's well, a here's fair. a more here's a more realistic question, and I'll start with you, Dave. Will the Saints still be mathematically alive for a playoff spot in two more weeks? No, absolutely not. Kevin? Well, I think they're probably mathematically done if they lose at Tampa this weekend. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Let me pull up the schedule here. I mean, Tampa Bay I mean, Tampa Bay has been playing pretty damn well lately, so. Yeah. And you're getting them at home. Much to my goddamn chagrin. <laughs> Saints always play Tampa well at Tampa. Tampa? That no, I mean, the, yeah, the, 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 the thing is, is, it's a division game, so like anything Tampa happen, hasn't so beaten... Tampa hasn't beaten the Saints at home since Jimmy Graham destroyed Sean Payton's leg in 2011. In case you were wondering. Oh yeah, they, they play the Bucks twice, so they still yeah. got the Bucks twice. Uh, they go to and the, the Falcons. Cardinals and then the Falcons. Um, 
So will they be alive in two weeks, Kevin? For the I, I, I feel like they win this game at Tampa. I'm probably more by the Cardinals. I tell you what, I'm more optimistic than Dave on this one because, like, like yeah, they can play the Bucks close, so maybe they can eke something out. And then, and because the card, listen, the Cardinals are not good. I can Who's see. Who's chewing ice? I think Dave, Dave, Dave has been constantly munch, munch, chowing down on something this entire podcast. Either ice or fruit. That is such bullshit. I've been on mute this entire podcast. Shut up. Are you, you have, telling us you haven't been eating something? Just now, but not the <laughs> entire okay. podcast. Okay. Okay. <laughs> okay, but I tell you what, what are you eating though, Dave? A frozen ice pop. <laughs> Close enough. Nailed okay. it. Nailed it. Nailed it. Flavor um, ice. So yeah, I can see I can see them somehow eking out wins against the Bucks and the Cardinals, but I don't see them beating the Bucks twice. If you if you subscribe to the theory of maximum pain, get to seven seven and then heartbreak on Christmas Eve and some sort of special teams disaster. But or maybe well, they actually, win maybe they win three in a row and then implode at Atlanta. Uh, that would be fun. Exactly. I think that's I think that's maximum heartbreak. Yeah, yeah. Because cause if they beat the Bucks twice, then 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 I think the Bucks would be eliminated from playoff contention. I think. And then and then you're looking at the Fal- them and the Falcons would be the uh well, here's Oh yeah, the- and a three a three game win streak, we'd be all juiced up. Well, if here's the thing though, if 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 this if if the Saints and the Falcons end tied at nine and seven, who gets it then? That's what I don't know. Like, does it... Well, the Saint, if the Saints were on the table, they'd be 4-2 and two in the division. And hasn't Atlanta already lost to Tampa? And we're assuming they'd lose to the Saints, so that puts them 4-2 and two at best. Yeah. And I think I think they still have to play Tampa, I think. So, I mean, we, so we have would to have to Carol- lose. They have to play Carolina. Okay, so we, we got to root for Carolina in that game. Yeah. So, yeah. No, hopefully, uh, hopefully Cam Newton will wear. But that's what I'm saying. Like, like for what that if, one. what if, like, that's what I'm saying. Like, not that this is gonna happen, but say, say the, say Atlanta loses to the Rams, and then the Saints and them both finish nine and seven, and they're both four and two in the division. Then it got, then it's conference, conference games, okay. and I think it doesn't go head to head. No, well, I yeah, think the Saints, have, the Saints only beat the Chargers, so they only have one AFC win. And let's see. The Falcons, did they beat the Broncos? They did, didn't they? Yeah. They yes. lost to the Chiefs. They lost to the Chargers. How, the Falcons beat the Raiders, correct? Yes. So they would be 2-2 two and two against the AFC, which would mean the Saints would have a worse AFC record, which means they'd have a better NFC record, which means the Saints would own the tiebreaker. Sweet! Go do one of those simulators. Somebody who's in front of a computer. Well, I, just, I just did it for you. You just did it. I don't um, know if I trust you 100%. I, I promise I'm 100% correct. <laughs> now somebody has to go to the simulator. I'm positive. I'm right, positive. Right, hang on a second. I'm positive yes. about this. <laughs> I, got, I got my iPad in front of me. So, all right. Um, so we'll, we'll get our answer in like 30 minutes. So, um, <laughs> I hate you. <laughs> as Kevin gets distracted by Ke- some yeah. wrestling videos. Yeah, yeah, my damn dog's yeah, climbing Kevin, on. My dog's climbing on right and now. The farmersonly.com. So, now we got, we, we've got some. So, Kevin, so while you look that up, I've got, we've got some questions. 
Uh, this is from. Oh, and by the way, people, thanks to Ben and Carl and Joe for all donating this week. We appreciate it. Uh, donate when you can. What are we apologizing for? Oh no, they we're not. Have, we don't have to apologize. They didn't. It wasn't. It wasn't three. It wasn't three figures. But again, if you want us to apologize for things like the Bay of Pigs or, um, you know, uh, Obamacare or uh, Code Red, Code Reds in Guantanamo Bay, Code, code Reds, uh, you know, slavery. Uh, just donate, <laughs> just donate three figures, and we will apologize for. It. Or it can be football related too. If you want to, want us to apologize for uh, the Saints signing Andre Royal, or Cam Cleveland getting hit with a sack of quarters, or the Billy Joes, you go right ahead. Just donate three figures, and it's all yours. Um, this is from Timmy. He asks, "Is Sean Payton?" Timmy. Oh, this is this is a loaded question, but what here is Sean Payton? the Barack Obama of the NFL. He produces average results while maintaining above average likability. <laughs> Don't start with me. That's a good, it's, it's, it's a, it's a, it's, it's a, a reasonable a, question. It's a reasonable question. I will say Sean Payton goes mm. seven and nine again. Now the dome was pretty lively yesterday, but they had a lot of empty seats and I know they had a lot of empty seats versus the Rams. And I know those seats are sold, but old man Benson, in spite of what Twitter thinks, he's still all there, and he was mad in the preseason. He takes note of those empty seats, and I'm telling you, if they go seven and nine again next year, Drew Brees' contract is up. I'm telling you, they're all on notice because four straight seven and nines, the ticket base starts to get a little squeamish and that sort of thing, and Drew Brees could be gone. I mean, I, I think I think next year uh, becomes an issue. <laughs> Uh, this is from this is from uh, TMI third Andrew. How many pieces short are the Saints? Seems like it'd be special teams coaching, an ed ru- an ed- an edge rusher, a cornerback, and what? Definitely a guard. I mean, I don't think you can count on Jari Evans past this season. So I would say definitely an edge rusher. But to me, that's need number one. Um, I would say a corner. Yeah. Why is Kruger? Why is Paul? Why is Kruger still playing? By the way, like why? I'm ready. I'm ready for the. I mean, Edibali. is it because he's? I'm I'm ready for Edibali Wood. Is it, is it because he sets the edge? I mean, like what? What is he? What yeah, is, I think I think they feel like he's decent against the run, and I, I don't know. I I mean, you don't know. Here, here's one thing we don't know. I sense that Kruger is like a good teammate. I sense he's a good just a guy to have around. Mm-hmm. I think he's a professional and I, I just think Sean Payton likes him, you know? And so I, I think he maybe tolerates, you know, I mean, it's kind of like Browner no last year. It, it, it's a, it's a little bit, it's a bit. Why is it like Sean a, Payton's decision? Why, why is Sean Payton deciding who is starting on the defensive line? He should not uh, be involved he, in that decision. He, he's the head coach. You should not be involved every, in that every, Maybe every, that's part of the problem. Everything you shouldn't that, be meddling everything and, and interfering that, with the defensive well, coordinators. Uh, we, don't know that that, we don't know that that's true. Everything I, that, I, I, I would say the, uh, there's no alt, real alternative. Uh, that's, that's the answer you're looking for. Great. Um, I asked people to name a song to sum up 2016 as well. Boat Lawyer said, If drinking don't kill me, our kicker will, George Jones. Uh, is that an actual song title? Uh, it's, 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 I'm sure it's, it is. It's, uh, it's country. Uh, I've drink. I think it's George Jones. 
is if it's drinking, don't kill me. Uh, my wife will. I think. I'm not a, I'm not a, I'm not a huge I'm not a huge George Jones fan though. So I I do like the old country, but I'm, he's just not. All right, I've got so, the tiebreaker. So boat, boat lawyer taking a little liberty there. Yeah. Yeah, but it's smart though. Yeah. Uh, I've got the liberty. I've got not the liberty. I've got the uh, tiebreaker scenario uh, to break a tie within a division between two clubs. So, and I'm going to go no, through. No, no, no. Wait, I no, wanted you no, to go no, to no, one what? of those. I wanted you to go to one of those playoff simulators and enter in <laughs> who wins what game, so we would see who just who who automatically wins. Shit! Uh, are you sure those exist? <laughs> they do. It's playoff. Yahoo's. Yahoo's got one. All right, hang on. Andrew, playoff machine. All right, I'll figure that out. Dave, all right, Andrew. Yeah, playoff machine is what you so, want to look for. Dave, sh- should Sean Payton be fired if the Saints don't win ten games next year? Held. Um, if the Saints don't win ten games, uh, if he win, she's <laughs> if he has a winning record next year, I'd say he gets to stick around. Man, next year is dicey because Sean because because Drew Brees can leave and they can't tag him and it. Andrew nine and is, seven, I think, keeps him around. Andrew, this is a fun question. Over well, no, Brees Brees is under contract for next year. Yeah, but I mean, but they can't. Yeah. But I mean, if if Brees is awesome again next year, the Saints cannot tag him. Yeah. So this is from Dylan too, Andrew. Over under Falcons eight and a half wins. Um. Their games are the Rams. The Forty Nine. Okay, that's a win. That's a win. Carolina and the Saints. To win, I'm gonna say over. I mean, you they've they've got to. That's a cupcake schedule right there. I mean, they're a me- they're a mess though because they're missing Trufant. They're gonna be without their left tackle and Julio Jones has turf toe. They're playing the Rams and the 49ers. Did I you mean, see but, how bad we housed them this year? I mean, but isn't and Carolina is done? Yeah, done. I, so stick oh, a fork in them. I just feel like Atlanta. I just feel like they're going to gag up a game. Now, I don't know that the Saints can get the next three wins to make the game, the Saints-Atlanta game, matter for the Saints. But I just feel like Atlanta's going to stumble in one of these next three games, and they're going to have to beat the Saints. Now, it may be they need to beat the Saints, and it doesn't mean anything for the Saints, or Tampa gets it. But I just, I just feel like I could something some, – Atlanta's going to Atlanta and – Okay. All right. So I've got, okay, here's what I got. Now I didn't do this for the, uh, for every other goddamn team in the NFC. I just did this for, uh, the Falcons and the saints. If the Falcons and the saints both end up nine and seven, I've got Atlanta losing to Carolina and to the saints in the, in the season finale, the saints would win the division and they would be the fourth seed. Yeah, but, and they but would, the que- the question is if the Saints went out and and they're both four and two in the division. That's the question that Ralph posed. So assuming they beat Carolina and lose to the Rams or the Niners. Oh, so you want them to lose to? Well, wait. They, I think they were only had one loss in the division. Yeah, that's what but I'm saying. The, the, but we're assuming the Saints would be their second. So they would be tied in divisional record. Stop. I ah, think, okay. All right. I well, think, let me go back and. I think Don Tanaka has the 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 winner for the song that represents the Saints. Dan Tacano? You mean? Do you mean okay. Dan Tacano? Okay. Yeah. Okay. He says, if the I Saints win out, okay. If Don the Saints Tana. win out, if the Saints Tana. win out and go nine and seven, 
and the Falcons beat Carolina but lose to the Saints, they would be 10 and 6 and they would win the division. Now, let me go to well, right, they uh, have to lose one. But we're we're right. saying they have to. You lose want them to lose game. to the Niners or the Rams? Did, right. do, you, do you care? No, I don't care. All right, I so think like, either what, either way, the Saints win the division. Uh, right? That's that's what I say. Atlanta would still Atlanta would still be the fourth seed. So let me try with the Rams then and see if that changes anything. Yeah, that's shouldn't. the winner. I want to be sedated by the Ramones is the song for the 2016 to to sum up the Saints season. Yeah, it would still be it would still be uh, Atlanta in the fourth seed and that's the not Saints correct. That's not correct. <laughs> that's incorrect. That's, that's incorrect. Now this go back. Go check. back and read the tiebreaker. This, is, this is why we fact check people. Char- we are we are fact checking live. Charlene says "The Road to Nowhere" by Ozzy Osbourne. All right. NFL. What about Road to What about Road to Nowhere by the Talking Heads? Yeah. Tiebreakers. Okay, this is a good question, Andrew. This is from Eric. Rate in hindsight the wisdom of the Armstead extension on a scale of one to ten. Uh, I I still give it a six. I'm I'm now nervous. I would say I would say it's not a ten because of the injuries, but. Um, I mean, I'm hopeful that he's going to get this fixed in the off season, and he'll be okay. I mean, if they hadn't, <laughs> if they hadn't assigned him, you probably he'd probably they, the Saints would probably be going. He'd probably be going on like a one year deal for next year. Like it'd probably be like a one year prove it deal. But you might not have him. He might leave. You know. So, uh, but all right. Here's the deal. I'm looking at the standings right now. Atlanta already has three conference losses. The Saints have four. If the Saints finish, run the table, they would be, they would still have four losses in their conference. If Atlanta loses two more games, the rest of their games are against conference opponents, which means they would have five conference losses, which means in any tiebreak, if the Saints went out, they would own the tiebreaker over Atlanta. You want to run down the twelve? I'm running down the twelve scenarios for breaking a tie within a division. One, okay, head to head to head. That would be tied. Which would be tied. Two, yeah. best win loss percentage in games played within the division. That's that assuming they both end up with four and two. Right. Three, best win loss percentage in common games. Ah, uh, that trumps that trumps conference record. Yes, it does. Conference record uh, is four. Okay, I was wrong. So I know. So kind of the Saints are the Saints are kind of screwed then. Nine and seven gets it to Atlanta. What if it's a three-way tie? But well, no, it can't be. Well, okay, let's. Okay. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, what if the Saints went out and Tampa only loses twice to the Saints? And then it gets fun. The Saints are well. We good. well we got to win out in the wild card then. if if the saints win the next two weeks i'll be stunned all right speaking of the saints are going to tampa tampa is a uh, i think tampa's a four point favorite let's take a look and see Uh, um the tampa bay buccaneers are a two-and-a-half-point home favorite against the New Orleans Saints. Kevin, who you got? Tampa's two-and-a-half-point favorite? Yep. <clears throat> Damn it. One four in a row. 
Kansas City, Seattle. I'll take the Bucks. I'll take the Bucks. I would take the Bucks and the points, but the dope in me says that the Saints win by a point. <laughs> Who's the hero? So I'll say I'll say twenty four twenty three. Who's the hero then? Uh, gotta go with uh, Lutz. I say he kicks a field goal in the last minute. Dave, who you got? Is it partially blocked as it goes through, though? <laughs> it probably is. Um, man, I think the Saints are going to lose, so I feel like I should just predict they're going to win because that's probably what will wind up happening. Um, when they think they're going to, when you think they're going to zig, they zag. So, um, but uh, no, I'm going to say Saints lose. Uh, Tampa Bay's pretty, pretty good. Right now, pretty good. Pretty, pretty good. They're getting hot when you want to get hot. Yeah. Um, so I'm gonna say, I am gonna say, Bucks win thirty-two to twenty-seven, and the jerk of the game for the Saints will be. Oh, what the hell! I'll say, Will Lutz too. Andrew, who you got? Uh, Well, just when we are ready to write them off and think that they're terrible, uh, they're going to surprise us once again. I think Breeze is going to bounce back and have a good game. Breeze Breeze isn't going to have a second terrible game like this in a row. So I think the Saints win. They're going to go on the road and beat the Bucs. I'm going to say 29 to... 22, seven-point win, uh, and I'm going to say that Jairus Bird has a pick six. He'll be the hero of the game. First pick six since 2013. Wow. Or 12, whatever it is. Uh, I'm going to say Saints. And the Pelicans just lost in double overtime. To who? To who? To who? <laughs> the Grizzlies. You still, ha- you still have the league pass, Andrew? Yeah, you yep. You are a dedicated soul. Sunk, sunk cost, baby. <laughs> I'm going to say Saints are going to win 28-17, to 27. And the hero of the game is going to be Tampa Bay kicker Roberto Aguayu. He's terrible. He's going to miss like a 35-yard kick. It's going to be like the Saints are done. I can't believe they gacked this away. Tampa's going to kick this gimme field goal, and the Saints are going to lose, and he's going to shank it. And the Saints are going to be – we're going to be like, I can't believe the Saints just won this game. So your hero of the game is going to be Tampa's kicker, and the Saints are going to be alive for another week. That's my prediction. All week. Lock of the week. Century of the week. So uh, you can find you can find Andrew's blistering grades uh, on Saints Nation. He was he was throwing fire today, saying that the Saints special teams are, are like Ebola and they might be contagious and infecting Thomas Morstead. Um, <laughs> so, so you can go there. What yeah, was that? Uh, well, no, was I was, I was, I was afraid that uh, that uh, the special teams disease had gone airborne. <laughs> so I like and that. infected was, Morstead. That was good. Seriously, he never has a bad game. Um, so you can find that. You can go to Canal Street Chronicles. Dave, have you written anything this week? Me no. No. <clears throat> and me and Kevin are on the Twitters. Uh, okay. Uh, you need the, 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 if the Redskins finish 
<laughs> if the Redskins get to nine wins, they're getting in because they would be nine, six, and one. Okay. So I'm just telling you that. What's yeah. their record right now? They're currently six. six, five, and one. Okay, so they just need to lose two games. Yeah. Well, they play a bunch what of are, NFC what are the East opponents. That should be feasible. The Giants are currently eight and four. Yeah, they're locked okay. into five. So they're pretty much locked in. Yeah. <clears throat> so. Green just, Bay and Minnesota are both six and six. It's going to take a minor <clears throat> freaking miracle for the Saints to be mathematically alive on the final Sunday. Oh, it was going to take a series of miracles for them to be mathematically alive in the final Sunday. But because if they win, if they win the next three, they, they'll be a lot. They, it's impossible lot. for them to be eliminated going right. into week four. Yeah. But that's right. why it's take a minor miracle, like yeah. just for that to happen. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, come on. Uh, but anyway, uh, the thanks. Jets are the Jets are putting up uh, quite a fight tonight. Oh yeah. <clears throat> What's the, the score? Forty. They're losing forty-one ten to the Colts. The Jets need to. <laughs> the Jets need to hire Nick Saban. They really do. I'm just going to put that yeah, out Yeah, get him out of the SEC, please, just, somebody. Just, just going to put that out there. So, somebody hire Nick Saban. <laughs> anybody, please. To do anything. Oh, man. <clears throat> I can't believe we went this podcast without mocking uh, Matt Ryan or Cam Newton. I have to say, if, you, if, you, if you're on the Twitters, find Deadspin's Twitter feed. They have Bomani Jones. Yes, I was going to say that. Lists off all the Falcons' failures of the past 25 25 years. I don't know if it's the past 25, at least the last 15. And it is glorious. I think he's either either a really bitter closet Falcon fan or he's – Yeah, he's admittedly a Falcons fan. He's bitter though. He's angry, man. Um, I know. I love it. It's great. <laughs> so it's it's but it's glorious. So go there, find that. So um, you realize that's what we would be if the Saints never won the Super Bowl, right? That is, it would be. But the Saints have won a Super Bowl, and we will lord. And that the Falcons over them. haven't. And we will lord that over them until the end of time. Uh, so or until they win a Super Bowl. I'm not going to mock Cam Newton because the Panthers are irre- irrelevant. And the fun thing is, they're going to be bad again next year. Because the, the dirty little secret is Ron Rivera is not that good a coach. And last year was just a freak thing. So, um, for Dave. But for, as long as Cam has his suit and tie. Yeah. He looked dapper. <laughs> he looked dapper. Oh, man. So, for Dave, for Andrew, for Kevin, uh, until next week, the bar is closed. Ricky Jackson dresses better than Cam Newton with his pork pie hat. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing! I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. I want to tell you a story. It's a story about a scandal, broken relationships, gossip, rumors, money, corporate rivalry, and a broom. A performance-enhancing broom. 
My name is John Cullen. I'm a comedian, podcaster, and for 20 years, I was a semi-professional curler. And I want to tell you the story about how a single broom almost imploded the 500-year-old sport of curling. We felt like we were bringing a knife to a gunfight. It's the story of a superstar and his fall from grace. Oh, I was being dragged through the mud. It's the story of two brother entrepreneurs with a dream. <laughs> I said, that's great news. It's a story of intrigue. I still don't understand why we want to keep his name secret. The full story has never been told, so I'm going to tell it. Broomgate. How a broom almost killed curling. It was a year I'd like to forget. To listen to Broomgate, search for Broomgate in your favorite podcast app. That's all one word. Broomgate. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com match. Just go to Indeed.com match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have? Or the friends you find along the way? Maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in every single day. So, what makes a life a good one. In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more, but you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more.